You're listening to Practical Wellness with best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and mind-body wellness expert, Jaya Jaya Myra. Learn how to create good mental, emotional, and physical health simply and naturally with practical lifestyle tips for holistic well-being. Jaya Jaya Myra has inspired audiences worldwide and is here to empower you to live a healthy, purpose-filled life. And now, your host, Jaya Jaya Myra. Hey everyone, Jaya Jaya Myra here. Welcome to another episode of the Practical Wellness Podcast. Today I have very special guest, Dr. Friedman with me. He is a physician and an award-winning author, and he's also a radio host. So Dr. Friedman, it is great to have you here. Thank you so much. I was excited to come on. Oh, absolutely. So what's been going on in your world lately? Well, not much. I think we are all on hold a little bit, waiting for either our vaccine or the virus to just disappear. So <laughs> other than that, I'm writing my book and finishing it up. So that's the exciting part of it and certainly taking advantage of this time. Excellent. And you are a huge advocate for teaching people how to take back control of their life and how to break through fear, anxiety, obstacles. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, that's certainly something I have been doing for the last 20 years based on also my own experiences with anxiety. So my book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, and also my breakthrough work are all about just addressing anxiety from a different angle, not just as a disorder or something we have to combat, but more as a subconscious messenger that we really want to understand more. What does it want to tell us? Where are we out of alignment with ourselves? What can we do to befriend the anxiety rather than trying to you know, chase it away or overcome it? And that yeah. has often shown really transformational results. I love that because people think that these negative feelings that they're experiencing are something that they have to conquer. But like you said, they're there to teach you and show you something. They are just a messenger. So if you learn to relate to them in a different way, that can actually teach you more about yourself at the same time that is helping you to overcome them. So I would love to hear what some of your strategies are for helping helping to change that shift in mindset to say, hey, I have this bit of anxiety or this bit of fear for a reason. How do people go about doing that and starting to identify what that is? I mean, anxiety was for me one of the greatest teachers and, uh, and I learned certainly a lot about myself. And one thing that I always tell people to start with is to just assume that the anxiety has good intentions there is something that the anxiety actually wants to either warn you from but it's not necessarily an external danger it's more something internally that your anxiety says based on whatever i have learned this is not a good situation for me it was always uh, just having to uh, perform trying to you know be an overachiever so my anxiety was all about failure and my belief that was underneath that was well, if you fail, you're not lovable and you get kicked out of the family, which was my experience. And so when you have anxiety or when you have fear, just really try to listen to what this anxiety or fear tells you. Your anxiety, your emotions talk to you. Write those thoughts down and then backtrack and think about what are the beliefs underneath that? What is actually this anxiety based on? Is it that I'm not good enough, that I'm not safe? 
no man can be trusted, I will always be alone. And where do those beliefs come from? Because then you can see this is all just an unresolved wound that somehow needs your attention right now so that you can find your wholeness again. And then the anxiety is nothing but the pain of your heart or the pain of your emotions that just needs a little healing. One of the things that people have told me frequently is that when they ask themselves these questions, they don't get clear answers. It's almost like they, they think there's going to be these flashing lights and the, the, the answer is going to pop in your head, but it doesn't always happen that way, right? Like there's other things that you have to look out for when you're trying to seek for those answers. Yeah, and you know, I'm often feeling like it's not the question answer uh, asking, but it's more the, the listening, the awareness, because we do have anxious thoughts all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. I still have sometimes anxious thoughts coming up, but all we are paying attention to is the feeling. We are not paying attention to the subtitle of the feeling. So if you have a feeling and you don't know what it actually tries to tell you, you can just start with, I'm feeling anxious because, or what is actually the feeling? Is it worried? Is it nervous? I'm feeling nervous because, and then let it bubble up. And sometimes I would say 80% you will get an answer, but sometimes mm -hmm. you don't. And then you can also watch, what does I, this feeling make me want to do? Does it make me want to run away, hide out? Uh, you know, make sure that this person that I'm worried about is actually okay with me, you know, the pleasing, do I want to work harder? Do I want to procrastinate? You can learn a lot also from your patterns that then, you know, get triggered by the anxiety about what's underneath it. Yes, absolutely. I think that's great advice there. So what was it that motivated you to really help people overcome these limitations? I mean, you, you are a physician, you're an award-winning author. How did you hone in on this being your passion and your purpose? Well, my passion is empowerment. The anxiety is just the bridge to empowerment. I feel like, you know, people, if you ask people, hey, do you want to work on empowerment? It's not necessarily something people think about a lot. But when you ask them, hey, do you want to work on anxiety? Oh, yeah, I want to get rid of the anxiety. So that's one of those core blocks all of us have, including myself. I mean, I was a physician and I was totally unhappy in my job because it wasn't my purpose. It wasn't my passion. But my unhappiness, you know, I could really deal with it. I could definitely uh, compensate for you know, eating a lot of food and having nice girlfriends, but that did not make me happy. So I had to really find out, you know, from a deeper level, am I on the right track or not? I didn't ask myself this question. My anxiety told me I had panic attacks. I woke up in the middle of the night hearing a voice saying, so you want to do this for another 30 years? Is that really it? And that got me the cold sweat on my forehead. And this is when I realized, okay, the anxiety is actually here to help me to be on purpose and not yeah. to, you know, just scare me out of a job. So I just changed, you know, through research and uh, through just working on myself, I became then that what I'm doing now. That is an awesome story. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that too. We've all got some little thing that nags at us mm -hmm. and it would probably just be better if we can learn to listen to it and really honor what it's saying. But change is hard for so many people, right? It's, it's better that demon, you know, like than the angel, maybe that you don't know on the other side. 
So what yeah. would you, what kind of advice would you give to people that do want to start making a positive change in their day-to-day -day life, but one, they either don't know how, or two, it's just a little bit too scary. What's the best way to get started? I think, you know, whenever the pain is greater than the fear, we're usually changing, but we have to be aware of the pain. And so my advice would be just get a little bit out of distraction or autopilot mode. Let's just stop you know, soothing ourselves by, you know, checking all the time on emails or social media or Netflixing our self away and just pay attention to how you really feel and what really is right now in your life going on. Because a lot of people during COVID had to face themselves. There was no distraction, no social interaction. Yeah. And that was really, really hard. So many people felt, you know, overwhelmed by that sense of loneliness or depression or I don't like myself. And so that is a starting point. Be aware of how you relate to yourself and then realize you're not born to hate yourself or reject yourself. You're born to love yourself and have the best experience in this life. So let's start here and see how you can take better care of yourself and how you can maybe listen better to what is not working and what are your passions inside of you. I had to learn that. I didn't know my passions, but it certainly helped me then through the anxiety to listen to that and, and then follow that path. Absolutely. Completely, completely agree with you there. You guys have to go check out Dr. Friedman's book, check out his work, his coaching, everything that he's doing. He is an extremely valuable resource for you if you're looking to make improvement in your life and change for the better. Go check out his work at drfriedman.com. That's D-R-F-R-I-E-D-E-M-A-N-N.com. And you are on every social media channel as well. So definitely follow on social, check out the website. And are there any last bits of advice that you would like to leave with my audience today? Yes, please try also to appreciate yourself. Our mind needs not just any kind of tweaking or you know putting in the right direction it really needs also a pat on the back. So as often as you can, just honor your mind for all the amazing work it does for you. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Friedman. I really appreciate having you as a guest today. Thank you. It was quick, but I was so glad to be here. Thank you so much. You've been listening to another episode of the Practical Wellness Podcast. Make sure to download, share with your friends and family, and have a great day.